ho, 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 ho. Happy holidays. Welcome, strangers, to Documentary, a show where we watch documentaries and then get together and talk about them. Who is Santa Claus? A jolly old laughing bowl of jelly. A big fat man with reindeer. He's a magical AF dude that brings everybody presents. Santa Claus is the guy that laughs so loud that the house thunders. Santa Claus has elves for workers. Santa wears a, a nice red suit with white fluffy fur. Fluffy furs. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to ask Santa for this year? A SUV with small wheels. A ticket to space on a spaceship. Accoutrement. <laughs> a trip to the rainforest. A bicycle with three wheels. That's a tricycle. <laughs> a therapist. Mm. But what I really want, more than anything else, something that would make me and everyone else really happy, lean in close. I'll whisper it into your ear, Santa. Another episode of Talkumentary. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everyone. And welcome to the 44th episode of Talkumentary. I'm your host, Jeffy the Snowman. Happy birthday! (laughs) Allow me to introduce our crew for the evening full of Christmas cheer, a little eggnog, and a whole bunch of candy canes. He's the head elf. He's King James. What's up, James? What's up? Ho, 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 Hey, I like your, your <laughs> leopard print hat there. I know, it's pimping. It's kind of like like uh, the, the big the big panther that you are, right? That, that's or that's true. a leopard, not a panther. My elves are branching out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Do you guys smell that? smells like sugar cookies and laughter. Am I hearing the rising of such a clatter? What to my wondering eyes should appear? Boys and girls, we are joined by the one and only Maddie Claus. Hi, Matt. (laughs) Oh, hello. Hello. (laughs) That's right, my friends. He has taken a quick break from his duties this Christmas season to join us tonight all the way from the North Pole. Thanks for joining us, Maddie Claus. It took a long time to get down here, but I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, to all our listeners out there, if your little children are listening and you want to spare them from spoiling any Christmas magic, we're going to be revealing a few things in this episode that might not be suitable suitable for kids from 1 to 92. So please, at this time, pause the episode, get them all nestled, all snug in their bed so they can dream of sugar plums and other gross types of old Christmas candy. And I take off this nose because, man, this reindeer nose that I'm wearing hurts. Okay, while we wait for everyone to put Tiny Tim to bed, I'm going to get a few things out of the way. Please go out, rate, and review our podcast on your favorite podcast streaming services. Let us know what you think of our show. If you want to connect to our crew, look for at Documentary Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can shoot us an email at info.documentary at gmail.com. Now that all the kids are gone, the real fun begins. No nudity at the buffet, please. We don't want that crap near our foods. If you're still listening, it's time to reveal a little secret. Okay? Matt is not the real Santa Claus. Bum, bum, bum. bum. 
<laughs> I know, I know. James, it's real hard to believe, isn't it? I know you had your, your hopes set really high that you were sitting next to the real Sandy Claus. Yeah, you know. You know. Uh, this week, <laughs> let's get into our documentary, shall we? Yes. Okay. Nice. This week, it's time to celebrate Christmas. Um, we slide down the chimney of a documentary that shows an entire year in the lives of five real bearded Santa Clauses to find out what the rest of the year and then the buildup to that magical night is like for a man who perpetually looks like Jolly Saint Nick. Here is the trailer. What can I tell you? It's St. Patrick's Day. We're all drunk. When I finally found out that there was any such thing as men who liked men, I knew that was what I had been all along. Oh, well, I don't just do real estate. I also take pictures of the Easter Bunny. I make mean barbecue, ribs, pulled pork. I'm on staff of what is popularly called a sex club. And you'll notice it says right here, no nudity at the buffet. A little bit of Santa's cookies. I lie to people and tell them this is what I smell like when I sweat. Oh, <laughs> I've always been Mick Foley as Santa Claus. Nobody's ever been under the impression they were actually meeting Santa Claus. So I would like to see if I have what it takes. So I, I'm going to give it a try. How's that, how's that feel on your, uh, your scalp at all? It's more of the balls rubbing against my shoulders. Yeah, well... <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it's the first time. Being Santa is a job that if you didn't love doing it, you couldn't do it at all. Here, will this help? Mommy. It's kind of a tradition. He doesn't like him. You're going to be pissing green tonight. <laughs> Directed by Tommy Avalone, produced by Tavia, Tommy Avalone, Mick Foley, John Guarnier, Derek Kunzer, Ann Lindemann, Derek Lindemann, Jake Matthews, and Frank Williams. This film was a Warrior Poets, Virgil Films, and Ab. Uh, Abramarama Abramarama production <laughs> streamed on Tubi I Am Santa Claus only has four reviews on Rotten Tomatoes so it does not register on the tomato meter but it does have over 100 audience ratings that give it an Ebenezer Scrooge-like score of 68% here are a few of those reviews a 5 out of 5 star rating from someone on Rotten Tomatoes says quote this will give you the holiday spirit regardless of the holiday you celebrate. Prepare to have your heart grow three sizes. Thoughts on that review, guys? You know, it was definitely a different perspective. <laughs> I'll say that much, but it's a biggest surprise. Mick Foley, holy crap. I right. wasn't expecting that. Yep, we'll get into that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. A half-star review from another user says, quote, This hunk of garbage was awful. 
Five Santa Clauses? Everyone knows there's only one Santa. And the guys don't even live anywhere near the North Pole. This, quote, documentary makes it seem like Santa isn't even real. Utter, utterly ridiculous. <laughs> so I like yeah, that I think one. he was just being comical, of course. You know, obviously. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Uh, anyway, we'll get a link to all of the credit information in the show notes. Let's get into it. A quick warning before we get into the episode. If you haven't seen it yet and you want to see it before we see it, then go see it. And then, then we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. And then, uh, so spoiler alert, uh, go watch it, come back and join us. And yeah, join Philip with all the fucking holiday, goddamn Christmas spirit. And Happy oh, fucking wow. holidays. Yeah. All right. First, let's talk about why we chose to watch I Am Santa Claus this week. Well, it's Christmas, of course. Yes. It's Christmas. Yeah. James, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas magic. Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas. It's Christmas time. I could agree with that. Okay. We needed a documentary that was about Christmas, and this one had pro wrestlers in it mm. and Santa Claus. So why wouldn't I choose this one for our show? Fantastic. Had either of you seen this or heard of it before? Nope, no, but I'm glad I did. What were your predictions going into it, Matt? You said this surprised yeah. you. Why? Why? What were you thinking it was gonna be? <laughs> well, I thought it was gonna be less uh, of the content that it was, and more about holidays. And I mean, it was. It was all about the holidays. Oh, I mean, it totally was. But yeah. there was a different perspective in there that I was not expecting, which mm-hmm. is totally cool. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's when, when you think of uh, holidays and Santa, you don't necessarily think that's what you're going to see when you when you turn on the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Yeah. Surprising. James's fucking phone. <laughs> can't hear it, but I can see it. I can hear it. James, what about you? Why did this surprise you so much? Well, it surprised me. I really expected like something crazy funny cuz the picture mm-hmm. at the beginning the dude was like Bottom when he was black hair and beard black. I thought, oh, this is going to be funny. Mm. You know, something like that. You know, and I said, eh, okay, it's going to be about one person mm-hmm. and he's going to just tell everything he can do, everything that's going to happen about Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought it was going to be. But, but it came out to little girls start talking about how good Santa Claus is, all cakes and <laughs> pies and stuff. And then they think it went from there straight to another way. You know, like, God, okay, yeah. I get this, but you know, wow. Yeah. It, it just surprised were, me. Were you like, wow? I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> Look at I'm this like, dude. Wow. Santa's over here cussing somebody out. Yep. So in this documentary, we take a look into the lives of five real bearded Santas. Mm. And in the process are shown who they really are which is human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flawed, flesh, bone men. Some have mm-hmm. jobs, some have families, they have hobbies, and they all take seriously, though, their responsibility to protect the integrity of the spotless, untarnished reputation of the man in the red suit, at least while they are portraying him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the five Santas we meet for our documentary, okay? Santa number one is Santa Russell Spice, right? Mm-hmm. He's the one that we probably spend the most time with, yeah. with the exception of Santa number five. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives in his daughter's basement during this movie. He collects plastic for a few bucks, um, you know, not very well off, which is fine. Spends a lot of time on the internet. 
He actually gets let go from his job, has trouble finding another job. And despite being told, see you next year from a Bass Pro Shops manager, uh, he was not invited back the following year to be Santa, which can be detrimental to a Santa Claus, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's Santa 1. We'll get into each of them a little deeper here. But Santa 2 was Jim Stevenson. Jim is gay Santa, uh, who we met while he was doing a photo shoot for a Bears calendar, right? (laughs) Which is the funniest thing. (laughs) Right. James, right. I know you kind of got onto this episode last minute and, yeah. and uh, you were working while you had it playing in your ears. Did you have a chance to see this part? Yeah, I saw that dude. Yeah, <laughs> laying in the bathtub. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good photography. Oh, that wasn't, to be quite, quite honest with you. You saw what? I thought it was pretty good photography. You know, cause, I mean, you, just, yeah. you could picture the dude that's sitting there. With his boots on, hanging out this tub of water. Yeah. With nothing in there. Like, you know, and then the yeah. guy, was he throwing ice? Was it a, was was it it a, a ice that he was throwing at him? I don't know. He was it a so. tub or was it a trough? Well, uh, tr- kind of both. <laughs> well, he was big enough that it looked like a tub for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but he was <laughs> yeah. a trough. That's funny, know. though. Chickens running around. I thought that was kind of, it thought it was, you know, yeah. he did good. Yep. Uh, so he was the winner of Mr. Polar Bear at the Texas Bear Roundup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and his boyfriend named Alex, who he was very giddy about throughout the whole movie, um, who he talked about often and with whom I feel like he was a bit, little bit led on by. Did you guys get that mm, feeling? I kind of felt that too. Mm. Yep. So anyway, that's that's Santa Jim. Then we get into Santa number three, who is the Santa formerly known as Santa Frank Pascuzzi. Pascuzzi, who legally changed his name to Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a bunch of tattoos and considers his Santa persona to be the real him. Okay, Santa doesn't get as aggravated as much as Frank does. And as time went on, he identifies more as Santa Claus than he does as Frank. Mm-hmm. So he changed his name. But uh, there's more to that. We'll there is. Uh, Santa number four is Santa Bob Girardi. He's the, our hillbilly from West Virginia, now living in California, a real estate agent who also takes pictures of the Easter Bunny. Um, he's probably the most laid back of all the Santas um, that we see. And finally, for Santa number five, we see, we learn that being Santa isn't just the red suit. Well, it's not the beard. It's not the red suit. It's not even the bowl full of jelly. It's really what you have in your heart. I think anybody can be Santa if they have Christmas in their heart. (laughs) Well, like most kids, I I loved Christmas. But it wasn't until uh, I had children of my own, I took them to Santa's Village in Jefferson, New Hampshire. I don't think it was until that time when I realized just how much Christmas could mean to me and uh, how big a part of my life treasuring the magic of Christmas year round could be. At that time, I was on the road about 300 days a year. And we would literally use Santa's Village was our place that we would talk about going for months. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Mick 
fucking Foley. Mick Foley, a.k.a. Mankind, a.k.a. Dude Love, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, a.k.a. The Hardcore Legend, a build weight of 287 pounds, the 2013 inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. I was so happy when I found yeah. out that Mick Foley was a part of mm. this story. What a glorious moment. I know. I, I love Mankind. Yeah. I love Mick Foley, and I love him even more after watching this documentary. Like, he's mm. one of the most iconic wrestlers like for of, sure of my age like for sure and and after watching this he seems like such a cool dude I like know. such a good dad such a well-rounded person such a yeah anyway <laughs> so a lot of different stuff happens in this documentary we basically go back and forth between all the different santas telling uh, parts of their lives um and in between when they're telling this story one of my favorite things about this film was um they have the best animations I think I've ever seen. So they basically did claymation just like there was in like the old Rudolph and Frosty movies. Right. It was so good. <laughs> did you guys agree with that? I did. Yeah, I, did. I like I like that. That was that was a really cool idea. Brought back memories. Yeah, for sure. Um so again, like I said, the doc bounces around a bit. So maybe we'll just kind of go one by one with these Santas. Um Santa Russell. What do you guys think of Santa Russell? He was the uh, the first guy, the guy that was um, kind of on his birthday was on St. Patrick's Day. He gets super drunk and uh, the next day is all hung over, not feeling good. What do you guys think of Santa Russell? It's kind of funny because that's how I imagined like uh, the store Santa being when, when the holidays were over mm-hmm. anyways. Like being that guy just goes goes gets drunk after. We watch things like Bad Santa. Yeah, and, that's what and, I was kind you know, of thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, he's also. I found this funny about Santa Russ. Uh, he's the Santa that ends up getting super lost. So he's he's oh, yeah. look he's looking for a trailer park that he wants to move into because he's living in his daughter's basement and he's gonna go look, live in this trailer. Try to live in this mobile home. Uh, possibly rent it. And there's something really funny to me about a Santa Claus needing GPS and getting lost. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, he can't figure out how to use a GPS and he's getting lost. Like, aren't you supposed to be able to go from house to house and like magically show up in the, mm-hmm. <laughs> know who of course he would is. disagree with that, you know, what's that? He would disagree. He would disagree with that. Yeah. Well, you'd be, be a couple of other names. <laughs> like what? Like, I can't really speak those right now. You know, I, I am a, uh, a Christmas guy, uh, not Christmas, Christmas guy, you know, can't talk like that. Okay. America. All right. All right. Um, probably, probably <laughs> obviously. So, so Santa Russ, he's the one, probably the, the biggest problem in the story is Santa Russ finds the fact that he was at risk of not getting his yearly Santa gig. Right. So apparently, you know, you get these, these gigs and it's several months worth of playing Santa. So a lot of times they'll be gone for like two months, the two months leading up. And from what I understand, so this is something I feel like we don't think about a lot when we, you know, think about mall Santas, because for me, I assume that Santas are just kind of local guys that, you know, they wake up, they go to their job as Santa and then they come home. But that often isn't the case. They actually travel somewhere. Mm -hmm. They get put up in a hotel room or in a little apartment or something. And um, they have to live there, you know, and a lot of times by themselves, which is kind of lonely, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, So he gets told, you know, see you next year, never hears anything back. 
And having a contract for these recurring Santa gigs, Russ says it would be financially devastating to him if he didn't get a Santa gig around that time of year. A big part of his yearly income comes from playing Santa. Hmm. You know, so we do find out later on that that he does get a a gig as a mall Santa at the end, which is pretty good for him. In Minnetonka, Minnesota. Hmm. Link from the waters of Link, Minnetonka. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he gets he gets put you know, up in a little hotel room, and he brings all his fine china and his mm. little crackers and <laughs> all things. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make this little egg home. Yep, yep. How do you guys feel like you would do with something like that? Would you enjoy playing Santa as a? <clears throat> I, I mean, if I was collecting Social Security and I didn't have anything else, and I I looked apart, yeah, I'd probably do it. I mean. You think? I mean, I'm 37 and I almost look the part now. So, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just. <laughs> I think all you're missing is the white beard at yeah, the moment. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just practicing for 30 years down the road. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a good Santa. This is my uh, <clears throat> resume right here. Yeah. In 30 years, you'll you'll give this episode to to your future <laughs> employers and go, look at this. Yeah. And here's your head elf. This was me predicting the future. They said that they said that being the the elf is the wor- if Santa's the best job the elf is the worst job. Yep. Yep. That's well, what it is. <laughs> if I'm doing this in thirty years, he's going to be ninety, so I'm going to have to be pushing him around and. Oh boy! Yeah, I'll be yeah. Uh, he'll be up there in age, you know, just a <laughs> tiny bit, you know. Oh boy! Oh wait, do elves age? No, no, no. of course not. That's right. Well, you know, they they, they said that that real Santa, uh, he died. He was seventy three years old when he died. No, I'm sorry, but the real Santa's not dead. Yeah. So okay, well, he lives eternally in the yeah. hearts of everyone who believes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we know from the movie Santa Claus that it is passed down when they die. Yeah, to the next whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into Santa number two. Santa Jim C- Stevenson, gay Santa, our Mister Polar Bear from the Texas Bear Roundup. Uh, Jim works at an antique shop. He said something probably to me that was kind of profound, right? He said something really special about about playing the part of Santa Claus. Um, and that was when people bring out their or, or put their newborn children into your arms for the first picture with Santa, mm-hmm. you realize that you're a part of people's lives. You're in their pictures. Even when Jim is dead and gone, People will look at those pictures of him with their kids in their arms. He is a part of that child's story mm-hmm. now, forever. He forever sits. Back. He sits in that in that photo album or in that photo, uh, you know, folder on your computer or whatever, or gets put into the baby book as child's first visit to Santa. That's pretty special, man. Yeah. For a lot of families, that I mean, I know that. It exists out there somewhere, a picture of me with my first Santa. And that guy, whoever he was. He's <laughs> probably gone. Yeah, he's probably gone. Yeah, he and, does. you know, he, you know, but but that that's kind of a special thing, you yeah, know. That's that's a funny thing because, man, I was just thinking, you know, you know, when I was a boy, I was like, <laughs> like just like, I'm the only son. So, yeah. she's like, you can have your way, whatever, right? Uh-huh. So, I looked at the pictures when I was grown. Me sitting on Santa's lap <laughs> with these guys doing a red water boots on. Because <laughs> I would never take them off. So. You had boots on? I had, I had water, <laughs> red water boots on, those yeah. rubber ones that go all the way up. Yeah. And I looked so ridiculous. I had on blue jeans, a long white shirt, 
and uh, red water boots. Red water boots. That my mom said I wouldn't take them off, so she just said I just let them go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, Jim, Santa Jim, him being gay and also playing Santa is a big focus of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, at least his story. I I think it was a a smart move on the on the part of this documentary and the filmmakers to show that real bearded Santas are very much normal people. Um, with normal lives, and they don't all fall into the same spectrum of beliefs or lifestyles or backgrounds, um, but each of them take their role as Santa very seriously. Um, Dare I ask thoughts on that? Go ahead, Matt. (laughs) I, you know, I I was very surprised that 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 was part of the focus, Mm -hmm. you know, his sexuality. Yeah. Although this day and age, you know, it's, it's, you know, people are people and, you know, people have different preferences and just because it wasn't in the mainstream 20 years ago, didn't mean it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So it's always good to see a different perspective. And and I think it's enlightening to see, to see different, you know. Yeah, for sure. Santas. And, and I think this, um, I'm going to skip forward a little bit in my notes, but I, I think that this is, um, something that's a little interesting. So they, they talk about, you know, one of the overarching things that they keep going back to is the fraternal order of bearded Santas or Forbes. Okay. Um, this is an ongoing get together of Santas to socialize, eat, talk about all things, Santa, all that. It's a convention. It's a three day Santa convention of, uh, 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 pretty much. Right. Um, most of our Santas went to it. Some of them room together. So Russell and uh, the Santa formerly known as Frank, mm-hmm. uh, they room together. And one of the things is kind of shows you that even in the world of Santa Claus, you can bring some politics and some some things into into that world that just like any other organization, mm-hmm. right? The big one that they're talking about are these rumors. We find out these rumors are true, but um, rumors that the new president of the the Fraternal Order of Bearded Santas works at a swinger sex club, um, and he himself is a swinger. So that, along with Santa Jim being gay, and who knows what other um, areas on, on the, the spectrum of uh, sexuality and all that through all these different Santas, right? But there's a lot of Santas that believe this does not align with the ideals and character of Santa Claus, so it should not be allowed in or to especially to lead this organization. Mm-hmm. To me, and I'm interested in what you guys think, um, what does Santa's personal life have to do with what they're doing? You know, if it isn't hurting anyone, if it isn't breaking any laws or anything like that, why should it matter? You know, Jim fears that if people knew about him, they wouldn't allow their kids to sit on his lap. Well, that obviously has nothing to do with how he interacts with children. You know, right. he's not a he's not a, a pedo or anything right. like that. He's just into the same gender. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you found out someone was hurting people, hurting children, or or it was into something really awful like that, yeah, you shouldn't just not be Santa. You should probably be in prison. Oh, yeah. But, you know, why Why would sexuality matter in this case? James, do you have thoughts on that? It's a safe space. Okay. <laughs> I would say I agree with the guy. You know, it's people, because, you, you know. agree with what guy? I agree with what he said. People would, uh, 
act indifferent. Maybe not a lot, because like this time and age, things are different from back when I was. When I was born, that wouldn't even fly. They wouldn't fly at all. But today, there's still people that think one that son is pure and clean and everything else. But if you look at the, the real... Char- the character of Santa is. Right. But people are their own people, right? Yeah, because right. we still it, have to remember, Santa Claus is still a fictional character. Right. No matter how you, you put it. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to put this down. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Santa Claus started in um, the third century. Okay. Um, Santa Claus' name was um, Nicholas. Yep, St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas was the patron of children, of the poor, and of prostitutes. Really? Let's put that out there. You know? Okay. So when you get to talking about what these guys were and all that stuff, it didn't matter to St. Nicholas what they were. He was right. out there doing good, giving gifts, and That's helping people out, and everything else like that. So, so maybe the spirit of Santa Claus is giving regardless and, and being mm-hmm. kind and being, you know, fruitful and being regardless of where, where you come from and all that. Right. It didn't matter because he's out there helping everyone. That's right. what it's about. Then why pray tell St. James, why pray tell <laughs> does Santa Claus give bigger, better, more expensive presents to all the rich kids and not as expensive and, and better presents to kids who are in poverty? Tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about that. <laughs> I think nowadays Santa, it don't really matter because you know, uh, everything is high as hell. I mean, high as heck. You know, sorry about that. That was the first time you've ever cursed on our show. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, take that off. I, I, I meant hell, hell, hellfire. Hell, hell, hellfire. <laughs> hellfire, baby. Hellfire, hellfire. You know, that, no. But yeah. uh, the way I look at it is just, I, I really don't have an answer for that one. No, I, that was kind. Of, I think it's it just a joke. It was, the, the, yeah. the joke is <laughs> I'm trying obviously, to answer, it, but I can't. If, if Santa Claus is the parents, so well, you know, mm-hmm. I hope everyone's kids aren't listening. Yeah, Santa Claus. I hope is, nobody's kids are listening. Could that be your grandma to still Grand believe in Santa, right? And well, if they are, it's because their parents let them. Yep. Right, and it is what it is. They mm-hmm. don't have to believe me. No, I never claimed to be a good no. influence. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't beat up a Santa and take his suit. No, that's where we got that, isn't it? Nope, we got through it the suit. <laughs> okay, so Jim is talking to a fella named Alex that he met online. They are a couple, but they don't get to see each other very often. Jim gets very giddy and happy when he's talking to or about Alex, and he gets very emotional when he talks about how much he misses Alex and how much he wants to see him. At one point in the documentary, Jim actually gets to go down to Dallas and see Alex, and at and it seemed like they had a lot of fun together. They go to the zoo where, of course, they spend a lot of time around the bears. <laughs> and he's even riding a polar bear on the carousel, which is, you know, kind of funny. Mm. If you don't get the reference, uh, a large, hairy gay man uh, is known as a bear in the gay community. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, they're sitting. And, and I just got a. This was a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. And James already knows this about me. But they're sitting there talking about their relationship, whatever. And... uh Alex is eating a sandwich and I wanted to fucking die when he was eating that sandwich because he had the microphone turned way up and you could hear every mouth noise, every mouth noise that Alex was making. He's eating, of course, like an egg salad sandwich or something disgusting like that. I love egg salad, but it's gross to listen Mm -hmm. to. This is also James's superpower. Yep. 
James I, can make it sound like he's on a microphone with while he's eating, even if he's not. Yeah, I got that. You know, when, uh, we all can't have our special powers like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, to, to, to wrap up Jim's story, I felt bad for Jim because I felt like Alex was just playing Jim when he was around and didn't make any real effort. You know, Alex and Jim, if you're listening and I'm foolish and I'm, I'm off, then great. I'm happy for you. But I, I really feel like you would have made some kind of effort to go be there with, with this man who, who claims to love you and care about you and you claim to care and love about as well. It just didn't feel like he was got, getting a lot of effort from this dude. So mm-hmm. I felt kind of bad for Jim. And I felt the same way. I mean, just reading some of the body language when Jim was on the phone with Alex, like it was pretty clear that even Jim was having some doubts yeah. you know, on, on his, uh, uh, gin, genuine, genuine, yeah. uh, feelings. I yeah. Would, I, and I could say. he just struck me as kind of Jim just struck me as kind of a lonely man. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that makes me sad to think of anyone just constantly being lonely, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's move on to the next Santa. Santa formerly known as Frank Pascuzzi, now legally Santa. He says he doesn't want to be saddled to a desk job. He wants to be Santa 24 seven, but for now he's in the fire sprinkler business. Uh, we don't spend as much time with formerly known as Frank as uh, some of the other Santa Clauses, but we do get to take a look into his life as a barbecue pit boss, mm. which is his other passion besides being Santa. Guys, if I don't get my hands on some pulled pork raviolis sometime soon, mm. holy mm-hmm. shit, did those look good. I didn't get like, to see him because I was only listening. Oh, dude, go back and watch it. Watch when he mm. serves up those pulled pork raviolis. Oh, I'm gonna have to my look God. it up because that does sound really, really good, dude. They mm. looked so good. That was my favorite part of Frank's story. Um, anyway, anything else about Frank? Frank said that he needed the Santa persona as mm. as much as he needed the Frank persona because sometimes he 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 said that sometimes he just needs to feel the way Frank was, which was, uh, could you remember that? He, he said yeah. he needed to feel, uh, his anger and, and whatnot because he felt that Frank was angry that he knew he, he knew yeah. he was an angry right. person, but that for, uh, being Santa kind of helped lift him out of that. And, right. mm-hmm. and didn't so, he say that he preferred, preferred Santa. Santa? Yep. Rather than to be the other one, yeah, yeah, he he identified more as Santa Claus than he did as Frank because mm-hmm. because Santa didn't get as aggravated, Santa didn't get yep. as frustrated, Santa mm-hmm. wasn't as quick to anger, you know. Yep. And to me, okay, a little bit of a psychology background for in my life, but you know, not claiming to be anything professional, but I look at that and I go, hmm, mm-hmm. there may be some things that you need to work through yeah, and, and having, you know, adopting a Santa persona uh, feels a little bit like it might be a little unhealthy, mm-hmm. um, not to make any assumptions about the man, but like, I think maybe you need to learn to work through some of those anger right. issues instead of, instead of masking it. Right. You know, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, like escaping from reality. Yes. You, so. you're, you're kind of, 
you're kind of avoiding it if you're just taking on another persona because someday that's going to bubble out mm. and Santa's going to flip a bitch off his fucking lap and start mm-hmm. smacking a kid across the face with a pillow or something like that mm. or worse. And, uh, yeah. And then I'll be right there to take Santa Claus out for the, all the little kids. <laughs> and then sit down and go, I'm the real Santa. I'm the real Santa Claus ho, right ho, here. Ho, 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 ho. I've, I've got your ho, ho, oh, hoes. Bring the hoes. I mean, bring the hoes. Where them ho, 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 ho. You know, ho, hoes are those things that got the creamy middle that swirl and stuff oh, like I that. I love the yeah. Them the ho, hoes. Those are the ones I'm talking about, you know. Oh. Ho, hoes. But Santa, you keep your own ho, hoes yourself, you know what I mean? You're saying that directly into the camera. That's good. Santa, because he can see me. Yeah. Well, Santa can see you all the time anyway. Well, he he sees you when you're sleeping, mm. which is most of the time for you, James. That's right. Most of the time. You can't see me when I'm in the shower. That's a so, good thing. In, yeah, other, in other words, <laughs> Santa watches documentary quite often. He well, he hasn't James. given us a follow yet, that son of a bitch. Well, yeah. Same on him. Shame on him. All right. Santa number four, Santa Bob Girardi. He's our hillbilly Santa. Bob is said to put Santa, Bob has said to put Santa at number three of his top three important things in life. Number one is faith. Number two is family. And number three is Santa Claus. He's our religious Santa. Um, He's even shown singing a song called Jesus Saves to the tune of Jingle Bells. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Jesus that quite, saves. Yeah. Jesus saves. Jesus fucking saves. I don't know. Is that what he said? Well, no, okay. probably not. Probably not. <laughs> that was the other Santa Claus said, probably, but not that one. The third, yeah. for a second one, second one. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, being the singer that he is, Santa Bob teams up with another Santa, and they put out a Christmas album. Hmm. That's nice, right? Yeah, right. I guess. Yeah, he probably got about two or three people that bought the album. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Bob also probably has the most cushy of all the jobs playing Santa. He's got this really nice little apartment the whole season. He was showing us around. And it's like, wow. i like, wow. This is like, wow. It's everything. <laughs> it made the little hotel that Russell was staying in look like a hole in the wall. But mm. like, hey, you know what? Good for you, Bob. Like, you're doing your thing, right? Right. All right. Anything else about Bob? So, okay. So I liked all the different, meeting all the different Santas, right? Right. Um, But Mick Foley, Mm -hmm. he's the star of this show, right? In my opinion, we probably, mm, we probably could have done without the other ones. Yeah. I liked seeing the difference of people. I really did. And I do think that was important. And I liked seeing that Mick Foley was a part of this. It almost felt like they could be two different documentaries, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the documentary of Mick Foley becoming Santa Claus and how special that was. And then a different documentary about how different and real all the different Santas are. It works. But anyway, Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. I love this guy, right? He's always had a love for Christmas, even if you followed his wrestling. Uh, Santa Claus always followed him. Even in wrestling, he'd show up dressed as Santa Claus. Um, he's done, he says that he used Christmas music as his warm up music before mm. going to matches, which is really kind of awesome. Um, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music. My wife is a huge fan of Christmas music. I don't care for it most of the time. Um, but anyway, it's, when I was younger. I really, I like, I really loved it. What's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, Silent night. 
And drummer boy. That is my rumba tom tom. Rumba tom tom. Rum pum pum pum. It's pum pum, not tom tom. When I was a kid, it was tom tom. No, it's never been tom tom. Hey. From the hood. Tomato, tomato. If you're, no, P and T. Rum tom pum pum. Tom tom. Tom tom pum pum. Okay. Uh, rum tum tum tum. Okay, uh, talk community strangers. <laughs> Which one is the best? Yeah, email us. Info.talkumentary at gmail.com. Is right. it pa rum pum 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 or pa rum tum tum tum? It's what sounds better? Pa rum pum pum pum. We're not talking to Santa today. <laughs> 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 okay, so what what stood out to you guys about Mick Foley as Santa? He seemed to be more real about the whole thing and Mm. Uh, and uh, I kind of like the way him and his kids interact and all Me that, too. like that. You know, they were all into it. You know, nothing with them showed any type of malice because other kids sitting on his yeah. on dad's lap, lap and things like that. So right. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, oddly and, enough, with given who Mick Foley is, being a WWE wrestler, he uh, if you've ever watched his wrestling. Uh, Go check out some of his old wrestling videos. Yeah. You will know that he is, was far from uh, a normal human being in his wrestling persona. He was known as being one of the most extreme and violent wrestlers in the business. Yeah. He still is known as yeah. that. Yeah. Never, a fr- I mean, one of his most famous matches against The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell, right? Mm-hmm. He is a nut. Yeah. Like, he will do anything. And he the, get, you know, yeah, go ahead. And, and the ironic part of all of that is in this show... The the, the 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 he is the most normal one. The most normal, the most gentle, <laughs> yeah. the most the most you know down to earth. But he plays that persona. He mm-hmm. it became his thing. The hardcore legend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just no, and and that's such a crazy juxtaposition. And it's almost like it's almost fun. And I'm because, so mad that I didn't make a Sako figure. Oh, why didn't you? I don't know. You could have made Sako with a with a Christmas hat on. I know. Yeah. Anyway, um. So we find out in this documentary that when that whenever Mick has put on a Santa suit, it's always been Mick Foley portraying Santa Claus, never, you know, actually trying to pass as Santa Claus. But this year, the year of this documentary, he's going to try his hand at being Santa uh, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see him going to the tailor, getting his suit fitted for him, just like Matt's so nicely fits him. Uh, <laughs> he had a nice suit, too, though. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. sweet. We get to see him working on putting his beard, right? Bleaching his beard, uh, which apparently can be pretty painful. Yep. From that bleach, I guess. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. About what? What four times to get it like it was looking? Yeah, and they were saying like, like gray isn't white. Mm-hmm. So right. just having a gray beard doesn't isn't Santa Claus. You got to have white beard. So mm-hmm. you bleach it in. Like, oh my god, that sounds. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Chemicals on your skin. Yeah, yeah I suppose it's never mm-hmm. a good thing. Well, Especially yeah. when you have to do like multiple rounds and like your skin's raw as fuck already. Yeah, it's so. true. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's the new craze now. If you guys don't know, James, what what is dying your beard? No, not dying your beard, but they'll dye their hair white. I dye my beard uh, uh, for you know just for my own liking. Okay, just dye to beard. let everybody know. But Our, the white hair now <laughs> looks great. It's a new it's a new thing. Yeah, and now I saw that. I'm like, well, okay. I like wow. Yeah, that'll work. Um. I thought it was funny because he was very, very adamant. Like he, he was going to do the fake beard at first. And he's like, but if a kid were to pull on his beard and it pulls down 
it would ruin it for that kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to be responsible for ruining it for that kid. Mm. So I'm going to do do my beard the right way. Uh, okay. He goes to Chicago area, somewhere near Chicago, and he meets up with a Santa mentor or a Santa coach, uh-huh. which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. The man who has a bachelor's d- degree in Santa Clausology. Is that real? I don't know, but I hope it is. Can one of you look it up while right yeah. now while we're talking? Is Santa Clausology a real thing that you can get a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. in? Well, if that is, then maybe I should get one because, you know. Santa, they get paid pretty good with their blue Santas. You know that? Yeah. Oh, you know, his son. That was another thing. So, go ahead, Matt. So, there is an International University of Santa Claus <laughs> for $119. <laughs> you get a thumb drive and six hours of training and guidelines and special events <laughs> and, and posing and making <laughs> gestures about Santa Claus. But um, Santa I am not seeing anything on. Santa Clausology. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means that I haven't found it yet. Okay. So if so there's any I, listeners out there that happen to find this, or are or, or do have a degree in Santa Clausology, mm-hmm. please reach out to us. I'm very interested in this. We'll even have you on maybe as a like a, a bonus episode or something. If you if you are a real bearded Santa, we will have you on this show. Okay. If you reach out to us. Mm. All right. Okay. So. One one crazy thing that's kind of brought up in this documentary that is is the point that as Santa, who is the most pure-hearted, untarnished person in in current lore anyway, right? To portray him correctly, you have to be a good liar. <laughs> you have to be able to sell a fantasy and look like you're telling the truth. Mm. That's an interesting yeah. kind of thing. Right. You know, one of the things you don't really think about, like you're supposed to be almost the picture of perfection, right? Which is mm-hmm. why movies like Bad Santa are funny because mm-hmm. it's this person who's supposed to be so good and, and pure and he's this pile of garbage, right? That, that's why that's comedy. But does that feel a little weird or like is it just it I is what it, it is? Falls, I think it falls right in line. You know, where uh, the origins of Santa came from, St. Nicholas yeah. being a uh, a religious uh, upbringing. Figure. I think, uh, I think, I, I think the, the fakeness and... Mm. That's what he was. But go ahead. I think the fakeness is uh, right in line. Because, mm. yeah. It's all fake. It's all fake shit. It's all a conspiracy to get us to buy stuff. And yeah. Consume and obey. Hold yeah. on. Right. Well, I guess it's time ahead, for me James. to add a little enlight to that one too. Enlighten mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. King James. Okay. Romans started this. They Romans? Start, the Romans. Okay. They start celebrating thing called I think is if I might be saying it wrong, it's called Pause. Okay, go. Your camera came back. Okay, it's called Saturnella. It's a celebration of the winter solstice. Solstice. Solstice, thank you. Yep. And it came on between the 17th and the 24th of December. Mm -hmm. Uh, What they did on those days was uh, they had lots of feasts, lots of drinking, a lot of giving the gifts. I don't know if they had eggnog. They probably, Romans, you know. (laughs) If they had eggnog, they probably did. They had all kinds of stuff there. (laughs) And they was giving gifts and being joyful. Mm -hmm. The main thing they gave was small gifts, and the gifts meant like you would have like 
good good fortune to you. Hmm. You know, and that's where it came from. The Reds, uh, at the same time, Christianity was uh, was being pers- Christians were being persecuted. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that this hap- they they overlapped each other, so Christians were able to serve new the new religion under Christmas at the same time. Hmm. So then, that time they wouldn't be persecuted because they celebrating it, and underneath of them, on the cover of the Susquehanna Romans, they would uh, celebrate Jesus, hmm. stop him from uh, being persecuted. Okay, and that's how that part happened. Interesting. Yep. We. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna keep going real quick. This Go ahead. Get, get it all out here. The the red uh the red Santa. The red suit. The red suit. Like what Matt is wearing. Like Matt, right Matt and the beard and all that stuff. Like what you have on. Right. Uh, that came from uh, mostly in the 1930s. Okay. Coca-Cola pushed that through. <laughs> the Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola that is the sense. one that made yep. all that happen. They bring all that up. The red and white. The red and white, the mm. persona and all that. But the real Nicholas did give gifts, like I said, with the prostitutes and everything else. And uh, the kids and everything. He really uh, wore, uh, he really had a big beard, and he wore a cloak. Mm. You know, so those are the different personas between the, the two of them. Yeah. And uh, I think that's all I have to say on that behalf. Uh-huh. Okay, let me see what else I got. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so back to Mick Foley. He gets to hang out. Oh. He goes to, like, this, this, like, horror convention. He gets to, so, he, hmm. Hmm. I got goosebumps several times throughout this documentary, but it was only the the second the first time was when they introduced Mick Foley. I'm like, yes. The second time is when he got to hang out with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm. Oh, I love Roddy, Piper. Piper yeah, I love Piper. Um, Piper and Foley get to talk a little about a bit about being Santa and how it isn't really unlike wrestling in a lot of ways. Piper points out you you kind of have to suspend your disbelief. And put on a persona and perform for an audience. And mm-hmm. you have to sell your gimmick, your gimmick being Mankind or Dude Love or Cactus Jack or Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. You have to do what it takes to sell. It's no surprise to me that Mick Foley did a fucking great job at being Santa. Yeah, he was real good at <laughs> it. You know? Um, and when he was all done in, in his suit and his beard was, was dyed, yeah. Bleached. I mean, he looked like the part too. It was he looked great, great man. Mm-hmm. He looked really good. All right, so um, let's see. We already talked about that. One thing, real quick, to talk about that that I thought was interesting. They talked a little bit about the health of Santa Clauses and how being Santa, um, you have a character that is known for being fat and jolly, mm-hmm. right? Who is known for eating cookies all the time and all that. Um, so a lot of Santas think that, you know, it's okay to just what, eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Who cares? Because the fatter I am, the more Santa I am, right? Um, Until your heart explodes. Yeah. So these guys, <laughs> these guys warn you that you still need to be careful about how you eat, how you take care of yourself, because it's simply just unhealthy. It's one thing to be big. It's another thing to just be straight up unhealthy um, and eat nothing but junk all the time. Um, so more pork raviolis and, and less... Unless um, cookies for Santa, please. <laughs> right. What do you got? You guys, anything about that? Y'all good? Um, I would concur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would concur. All right. So we 
we kind of are getting toward the end of the documentary, the last few parts, um, because we get into when Christmas time is coming. So this documentary followed them throughout a whole year. Mm -hmm. And here comes the big day, right? The days leading up to Christmas. Um, let's, let's get some of those sleigh bells in the background again here. As they prepare themselves for stepping out into the light as the celebrity of the season, they show a really neat montage where the Santas are preparing to go out. Carol of the Bells is playing. They're putting on their suits. They're combing their beards. They're, you know, all that good stuff. Mick Foley puts on his suit for the first time and he looks really good. Um, he goes out and is performing as Santa for the first time at Santa's village. And he does a great job. He has the voice down really well. And he, mm -hmm. he, what, what, what do you tell, tell Santa? What, what you want for Christmas, young man? Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it's very, it sounds very authentic, right? Right. I want Mick Foley to be my Santa. Just saying. You know? <laughs> um, and, and then the moment happens. I don't know if you guys caught this. I but did. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? No, tell no, me what you think I'm going to say. About the balls. Okay, go ahead. That wasn't what I was going to say. Oh my, oh, my God. Yeah. I had a, It almost had me cracking up because <laughs> he played it good. He said, what would you like? Tell me. He said, a ball. And I'm like, oh, he wants a ball. That's all. And then he asked him again. He's like, is there anything else you like? Please tell Santa. And he waited for a while and he said, a another ball, ball. Another ball. <laughs> and then when he repeats it back, he said, well, he would like to have... <laughs> Two and balls. It, it was it is right in his mind. You you can see him saying how how it sounds. So right. he said, "You know, like they have two sports spheres." Right. That said, yeah. but he really wanted to say, "You want two balls." He want two balls. Yeah, <laughs> we um, can get you some balls. <laughs> yeah. I think I, we, that was I think funny. we could get together and do that for you, young boy. Yeah, for you, yeah. kid, and get you uh, balls. But what I was going to mention was the was moment it? came where a a child tugged on his beard, and, oh. and just the look in Foley's face when he when that happened was almost like ah, see, got him. That's why, because now, because yes, child, I'm real. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, I really like that. But they showed all of the guys doing their Santa thing, and one thing that all these guys had in common was. This was a very special time for them. Mm -hmm. They took it very seriously. Um, they were all that we could see were very good with the kids. You know, there was some times where the kids are screaming and crying and Santa's just kind of going, okay, mm -hmm. let's go. But, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a tradition that he cries and screams for his mommy. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, Why are you bringing him here? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Um, here's here's a clip about um, what it feels like and, and to look yeah, here, here, just listen. When they come see you, the, the, they're just so full of joy. You can see if I'm sitting in my Santa chair and there's a line of people, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're talking, they're yelling, hey, Santa, hey, Santa, when I'm talking to another kid, they, they, they're just so full of joy. Mm. That brings me joy. I'm losing them. I like, wow. When I put on the suit and I'm invited to somebody's house, yeah. um, and I knock on the door and the mom or the dad opens and I can all of a sudden see the glistening in their eyes. I feel like I'm the best person on earth. Johnny, 
Won't you tell a single soul what I'm going to say? Being Santa is a job that if you didn't love doing it, you couldn't do it at all. Having a one child on my lap, looking into my eyes, and, and be able to see the magic of Christmas in that child's eyes was every bit as important as having 20,000 people chant my name at mm. Madison Square Garden. Mm. Thank you. That's pretty crazy to think about. Like, if mm -hmm. he's telling the truth there, mm -hmm. if he's telling the truth, I mean, this man has been on the biggest stage in in pro wrestling, right? Where a lot of people were a big fan of of mankind and, and whatnot. And he's saying this is a similar feeling to him. Mm -hmm. That really shows what he feels about this role, but it also, you know, shows the the power, I guess, of doing it. The the magic of Christmas it shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um on Christmas Eve, Mick and his family are sitting down to watch wrestling, which I thought was funny because his kids don't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> look, dad's on the show as Santa, you know, whatever. And the kids like, okay. Um, but he still has some kids that believe in right. Santa. They know their dad's playing Santa, but they know he's just playing a role, right? So he's trying to do something kind of to, uh, you know, to to make it special for them, give them one last Christmas like kind of miracle. Um, so he goes and he puts on his Santa costume. He goes downstairs to try to fool his kids into thinking the real Santa's there. But they immediately see right through him. They're like, Dad, I know it's you, you know. And he's like, no, it's me. It's Santa Claus. And, <laughs> and they're like, nah, like, very thanks, Dad, for trying. But we know it's you. But then arose such a clatter. They hear something and they go downstairs and the real Santa is there. So mm. fucking magical. I know. It's so mm -hmm. magical. Mick had found someone else to come play Santa. <laughs> that was a smart and, move. Yeah, and it was a really sweet thing, and everyone loved it, and mm -hmm. everyone felt warm and fuzzy, and life is beautiful, right? Yep. His oldest kid, I mean, that was his oldest boy, wasn't it? With the camera? Was that his oldest one? I think so, yeah. I mean, he really, really was into it. He he was He's, into it. He believe in it. Yep. He still believe. I'm like, yeah. wow. I'm like, wow. I, like, I said I that too, man. I'm like, wow. Um. Okay, so probably to, to wrap up kind of what, you know, our our, our part on the actual documentary, mm. Christmas Day comes, right? Millions of families around the world are enjoying each other, the presents, the food, the joy, the warm, the fuzzy, the cozy, the, you know, all that mm -hmm. good stuff. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure Christmas time is a, is a depressing time for some people. It's a, it's a hard time for others. The holidays can be hard for a lot of people, but... Um, it's often easy to forget the man himself, right? And people might think, you know, they, they mentioned that people think that Santa must have the best Christmas ever. Well, in reality, Santa's time is before Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's the time leading up, right? But on Christmas, they're in a hotel. They wake up in a hotel. And a lot of them might not even have families of their own. You know, and, mm -hmm. you know, thankfully for Mick, he got to be home with his family. But, you know, we watch Russell wake up and he's going, now I got to pack up all my stuff. And he, he puts all his stuff into the boxes and into his suitcases. He gets ready to go home. And he also, to, to keep the magic alive, he doesn't want kids to see him out there. So he's kind of hiding, you know, mm -hmm. as to not spoil the joy of a kid who might see him out or whatever. 
And it's very often lonely for Santa on Christmas. And people think, oh, Santa must, he must have the greatest Christmas of all. But actually we have the least Christmas sometimes because we, we have no decorations, we have to hide. You can't go out on the 24th because everybody's gonna say you're supposed to be up in the air, going from house to house, and it can get lonely. Merry Christmas. When you see children in your suit at the mall or when you just see them at Kroger's buying groceries, their eyes light up and you make them happy and they're excited and, and whatever is going on in their life, you know, mom's telling them they can't have this or they can't have that. All of a sudden they see Santa Claus and it changes their whole demeanor. I mean, they just so excited. Um, Santas are the same way. You know, we have things in our life, like losing jobs, just not having a, you know, a spiffy time. <laughs> and you go out and see people during the year or at the mall at Christmas time, whenever. You cheer them up and seeing them cheer up, <laughs> cheer Santa up. Happiness is contagious mm -hmm. and if you make them happy they make you happy and then their parents get happy and it's just a wonderful feeling that's that's a pretty profound way to think you know mm -hmm. whether you're talking about santa claus and christmas time or not happiness is contagious mm -hmm. and when you can make somebody feel good i mean that we we did an episode on on happiness mm -hmm. and you know we when, when you can do something to make someone feel good, it makes you feel good. Mm. It makes me feel great when I make people happy. Right? Yeah. I know. Mm. That's, That's what I'm saying, man. You go to the job, is instead of being like a stick in the mud, you know, it's good to have like little small jokes, laugh. Mm -hmm. It makes the day go by faster and it eases attention mm -hmm. among people. Yep. So. so at the end of the film, we get some updates on our, on our red suited heroes and, Santa Russell moves into his own trailer in central Michigan. And so he's out of his daughter's place. The Santa formerly known as Frank is still in the fire sprinkler business, hoping for his barbecue business to take off. Um, Alex is still not attending the bear roundup with Jim. So Jim keeps going by himself. And I feel like Alex is full of horse shit. Um, Santa, Santa Bob has a very successful Christmas season. He admits to giving away more of his CDs than he sold. Um, which is kind of the true Chris Kringle spirit anyway, right? Mm -hmm. um, Mick Foley was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in Madison Square Garden, where he was visited by none other than Santa himself during his induction. Uh, Mick Foley has played Santa uh, several times with his son Huey serving as his number one elf each time. How did you guys feel after credits roll on this? Well... Matt, I was excited to see that Mick Foley got to live out his dream. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I felt like Russell, you know, he got his, his trailer. So you know, there was some success there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I think ultimately most of them got what they wanted, mm -hmm. you know, in the end. Except for Jim, who's well, Alex didn't come well, yeah. round up. But I mean, I, I, I think Dude. we can all agree that 
he uh he wasn't as genuine towards Jim. So. Right, I agree. James credits roll. You feeling good? You feeling happy? You feeling inspired? You feeling sad? You feeling depressed? You feeling like jolly? Yeah, bowl just, full of jelly. What's I, going on? I jelly. wasn't feeling any kind of way, but I said, you know, this is it was pretty okay. I'm I'm glad, you know, it's done with. You and didn't like this one? I didn't too much really care for. It. I I think it got off of off the Santa thing and kind of more. Into, I mean, I'm glad he showed that everybody have different lives, but mm-hmm. I think it shouldn't concentrated on it so much. I think it should have concentrated on, you know, they did, but I mean, like they stayed on the the gay thing too long. They mm. could they could hit it up and then let it go. Don't make it a thing. This okay, they sure. they got issues. Okay, uh, everybody got the same guy doing got issues too, but yeah. then go to the next one. You know. Yeah, I I think it. What it sounds to me like is you got swayed a little by what you wanted this one to be mm-hmm. and not so much what it was. And that's no criticism. I mean, that, that is what it is, mm-hmm. but like it's called, I am Santa Claus. And it pretty, pretty plainly says, this is the life of five people who right. play Santa Claus in, in the a year in their life. And I think that's exactly what we got. I mean, I think, you know, there wasn't any claim that they were going to tell the history of Santa Claus or that they were going to tell about Christmas spirit or anything. It, it was, this is what five guys who take their job seriously as playing Santa Claus, um, what they do to me, you know, I've never really considered myself to be a, a Christmas person. It's mm. just, you know, I enjoyed Christmas as a kid, as an adult, the spirit was sort of lost on me. Um, I have noticed though that since being with my wife and having mm. my girls that it um you know you all mean- of whom especially my wife is very into Christmas I enjoy it more it helps me to enjoy it because there's some you know to see them light up mm, with Christmas stuff. has mm. a meaning now to right you. yeah and um not that it necessarily didn't because I had a, a good family growing right, up right, and right. you know my mom and my dad they you know they, <laughs> Christmas was a thing and you right. know but seeing a film like this to me felt really nice with the underlying message here being that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, you can find magic and making people feel good. Mm-hmm. And I really like that part. That is it. a great message. And yeah. that is exactly what this, this uh, show embodies. I thought so too. This, this, all walks of life. And I, I would imagine in different countries where there's Santa, it's the mm-hmm. same situation because yeah. people are people. Yep. Um, what do you all say? Listeners and crew alike, uh, what do you all say that we make it a goal to make someone feel good or special this holiday season? What do you say? I flip and love the idea. Yep. yep. I go Whatever your religious beliefs are, if you celebrate a specific holiday, if you're alone or you're surrounded by family and friends, try to, to make someone feel special, feel good. Do it consensually and do it safely. So don't go do being stupid out there. Jeff told me to. No. Mm-hmm. Um, See how it makes you feel when you do something nice for someone else. Um, and if you feel like it, get on and tell us what happened. You don't have to be specific, but uh, we'd love to hear your story if if you feel like it. Um, let's rate this one. What do you say? Yeah. Wow. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. I gave it a... No. No. I got to say my spiel first. Yeah. Finally, we've come to the time where we need to rate this documentary with an official documentary rating. Each crew member scores the documentary on a scale of one to 10 items, with one being as bad as not having a Santa gig for the season and 10 being as great as the spirit of Christmas itself. 
The item that is used for scoring changes each week depending on the content of the documentary we watched that week. And this week, we will be using Ho's as our rating item. So let's start with Mr. Ho, Ho, Ho himself. Matt, What? how many Ho's do you give this? I gave it six and a half Ho's. So it's Ho, 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 Ho. Right, because the the other one was a half a hoe, and then I added a whole a full hoe. Ho, yeah, so, yeah. So it's six and a half hoes. Okay, <laughs> I just did it backwards. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Six and a half. Why? Why that rating? Six and a half hoes because it really wasn't what I <laughs> because it wasn't really what I was expecting out of. I love how you guys rate things based on that not meeting your expectation of what you thought it should have been yeah well you know i <laughs> not for what it is you guys got to meet people and and documenters where they are okay yeah i, I not mean what you expect them so, or want them to be all right be so the content of the show was spot on you know it was definitely the life of five different santas and that was that was what it said it was uh-huh. and so yeah, I mean, you just yourself. didn't like it. I mean, you fucking hated this. The thing. best fucking part of this this documentary was Mick Foley. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we could have done, like you said earlier, we could have done a whole freaking episode on Mick Foley being a Santa. I would have loved every minute. I would have watched it twice. Would you have? Yeah, and it probably would have gotten a seven and a half <laughs> because it wasn't quite what I thought it was. Right. Okay, James, how many hoes? Ho, He's got hoes, ho, ho. ho. Four hoes for Santa. Four hoes for, for, for Black Santa. Santa. For Black Santa, uh, what did it say? Black Santa, Japanese Santa's, uh, 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 Muslim Santa. Uh, Mexican? Mexican Santa. Okay, uh, there you go. I really was happy to see a Black Santa in that fraternal. That, that oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good. And, yeah. and he looked I didn't legitimate. Get to see it. Oh, man. Because you weren't watching. Yeah, you were listening. listening. To it. Yeah, yep. there was a legitimate Black Santa, and he looked good. Yep. Looked real black good. Black Santa, while I was painting the walls white. Interesting. You were doing whitewashing. Yeah, whitewashing the walls. And we got his black Santa on there. Yeah, I got to look that up. I got to see what he, what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do Santa because they get paid good, you know. Mm-hmm. For I real. Am, I, I am all about the money sometimes. I told you, man, you'd play good. You just got to stop dyeing your beard. Yeah. Yeah, you know. When they get away to do like the black beard thing, then I can go with that too. Arr, a or something. Anyway. What a pirate Santa! <laughs> a pirate Santa. <laughs> but yeah, oh. I gave it four. I gave it four because I just didn't care too much for it. To be okay. quite honest with you, that's all right. You know, it, like you said, it did. It, it did exactly what it said. It but, just wasn't you know, for you. That's fine. Yeah, they, yeah. You're just fucking this have thing. no Christmas spirit at all. Okay, yeah, well, thank gone. you very much, Jeff. Uh, how many hoes did you give it? I give this eight hoes and. Mm. So many hoes. Honestly, I know it's a lot of hoes. I'm not proud of it, but <laughs> the um, I think the reason it rated so high for me, a big part of that was because of the pro wrestling connection to this, and mm-hmm. I and I'm admittedly, you know, a a fan of of pro wrestling at, at least, especially in that in Mick Foley, Roddy Piper, you know, that era. Mm-hmm. Um, we we even got to see Tommy Dreamer in this. We got to see uh, Jerry Lawler in this. Um, so I was geeking out a little bit about that just because I was such a fan. I like seeing behind the scenes on some of the people that I've been a fan of, like Mick Foley, and seeing that he is, at least from what he portrayed on this, a, a pretty genuine person and a, a good dad and a, you know, a, a 
a very a very neat person, right? And so that helped bring it up for me. I also I I feel like maybe as opposed to you guys, I saw this for being like I found it really interesting to see the lives of these guys that we don't, you don't know anything about them. You know, you've got essentially, if they're doing it right, every Santa looks the same, right? For the most part. And, you know, there's little variances. Some have a more traditional suit. Others have a more modernized suit. Some have the real beard. Some have a fake beard. You know, some of them uh, are a little, you know, rounder than others. Some of them, you know, there's little variances, but for the most part, it's an iconic figure that you're going to recognize, you know? So it's all the same guy, but it all is very, very different as well. Right. Because they're all human beings. So seeing some of them in the different things that they go through it to me was just interesting. I'm, I'm a fan of the, the, the people aspect of this and getting into the lives of people. You know, for example, when we watched our, our, when we did aircraft carrier guardians of the sea, my complaint about that one was it was more about the Navy as a whole, as opposed to the, the sailors, you know, I want to get into the life of the, the, the stories of the people. Well, this one gave me the stories of the people, right. In, in the, uh, what's the matter, Matt? My foot moved your table. Oh, it's fine. Sorry about that. Nothing's uh, hooked to that. So we're good. Um, so anyway, that's why I gave this eight hoes. So, ho, 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 <laughs> After averaging everyone's hoes together, the official documentary rating for I Am Santa Claus is 6.16 hoes. Thank you to all of our listeners for following along as you guided our sleigh tonight. A special thanks to Maddie Claus and uh, King James the Elf. For joining me this evening, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Chrysler, Merry Krampus, and may Krampus have mercy on your souls. Let's talk about next week's episode, shall Mm, we? Let's talk about it. All right. We are all in a community of air, and we're going to be exploring a film that touts as the most beautifully realized documentary in recent memory. We're going to follow the story of two brothers from New Delhi who have made it their life's work to care for injured birds, most specifically the black kites that fill the skies above New Delhi. We will be watching the 2022 film titled All That Breathes. Have either of you seen All That Breathes yet? I mean, I think I've heard of it, but I have yeah. not seen it. Not seen it yet? James? I've seen it. You've seen it? What, seen it. Uh, so, Matt, <laughs> predictions on that one? Thoughts? What? I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> James, without going into it so people know what, what so people don't get too too many spoilers yet. Uh, what'd you think of that one? I like it. You like it? I like it. I like I like it, you know. I like it too. I, you know that one that's an interesting one. I, it I is. we you know, full disclosure, we already recorded that episode. And um, it is good episode. I, I enjoy talking about this one a lot. Um, but we have some mixed some mixed feelings about the documentary itself. So tune in next week and uh, and hash that one out with us. Check out all that breathes on Max before next week's episode. Um, as I said at the beginning, rate and review our show. Follow us on all this stuff. You've been listening this long. Go to our social media and comment the word Krampus Kringle. 
Krampus Kringle. Krampus Kringle. You'll get a shout out on one of our future episodes. Next week, join us as we have mercy on our fine feathered friends. One documentary at a time on behalf of Maddie Boom Blatty. Goodbye, everyone. Say your tagline. Oh, yeah, I got a tagline. Be a good human. King James himself. Ciao, baby. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hoes. Uh, <yeah>, Hoes. Hoes. <laughs> uh, good golly, Miss Molly. We hope you're feeling better. Um, and DJ and Maddie in the booth and the entire documentary family. I'm your host, Jeff Kalaski. I want to thank you all for listening. Happy holidays. I hope you keep your minds open and be kind to each other. Ho, 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 Welcome to Secret Trivia on Documentary. We just finished our show on I Am Santa Claus. So we we are going to be doing 50 fun questions, trivia questions for family gatherings. Um, but we're not doing all 50. We're only see. doing like three to five of them. So uh, you guys ready? I'm ready. All right. Um, let's see. Which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? Eggnog. Good job, Maddie Claus. Yep. Eggnog. Okay, um, what did the other reindeer not let Rudolph do because of his shiny red nose? Play any reindeer games. Boom. King James. Golf clap. <laughs> uh, St. James, I should say. Hmm. Maddie Claus and St. James, one to one. Okay. Um, how, <laughs> many, how many ghosts show up in A Christmas Carol? Three. Incorrect. James? Oh, fuck. In the Christmas Carol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say, I'm going to say this too. Four. Four. Right, because the guy oh. that takes him around is a uh, fucking ghost. Yep. Yeah, what was his oh, name? Oh, what was about? that guy's name? Uh, Asshole. That's his name. I'm just kidding. Past, present, future, and then Jacob Marley. Jacob yeah, Marley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or Marlo. Oh, yeah. He's talking about the... Christmas Carol. Yeah. yeah. The, the, court, the uh, guy that come out, I mean, hey, good boy, could you please go there? They're talking about that big turkey in the window? Yes. Oh, 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 oh such yeah. a young, good, jolly boy. Yes, yeah, go fetch it for me, old boy. Well, I'm using that on our uh, <laughs> for our next reel. I'm oh, sorry. I just remember that because I've seen it so many times. I'm surprised I remember that. That's getting saved girl. and sent. Yep. Um, let's see. What words follow Silent Night in the song? Ooh. Holy night. Yeah. Yeah. That's my song. I get to go first on the next one. Okay. Here we go. Which Hollywood actor played six different roles in the Polar Express? Ha, Tom Hanks. Boom. Yeah. Maddie Claus. I, I with didn't the know win. that one at all. Okay. Um, I've never seen Polar Express. So. Mm. Let's see. Was it good? 
It is. It's, it's a children's movie. Oh, my family and, and watches the, it. And the saddest year. thing is, is that uh, Tom Hanks will no longer ever be in a movie because of his medical condition. What? What medical what condition? condition? Yeah. He's got. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's something that attack, uh, attacks his um, frontal lobe on his brain and affects his language and whatnot. Shut the fuck. I'm dead up, serious. Dude. Look it up. Look that it up. Sucks. Yeah. I don't want to look mm. that up. Yeah. That's not Christmas spirit that no, I want right not. now. Okay. Next. Okay, here's a good one. This is going to be our last one, okay? Okay. Okay. Which one of Santa's reindeer has the same name as another holiday mascot? Okay, be sleigh bells. <clears throat> Which one of Santa's reindeer? Somebody right now is screaming at their radio. I know, I know. Think about the names of the reindeer. Name off some reindeers, guys. Donner. Connor, Donner Blitzen. Blitzen. Uh, Cupid. Cupid? Is Cupid one? Is what, is, who, what is Cupid? Is, is Cupid a reindeer? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know any songs that... Cupid is he's a fucking he's the love guy. Yeah, for Valentine. The answer's yeah. Cupid. Yeah. Oh, the answer's okay. Cupid. Cupid. Yeah. Okay. Which one of Santa's reindeer has the same name as another holiday, holiday mascot? Right. Cupid. Yeah, Cupid. Cupid. It's Valentine's Day. Yay. Yeah. You want to do one more? Yeah. I ain't celebrating Valentine's Day in a long time. Let's do one more for good measure. Okay. Yeah, let's do one more. Counsel that one out. <laughs> okay, here you go. Here you go. According to the song. What did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Christmas? Oh, shoot. You got to go through that one. (laughs) On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eight. Swans are swimming. Nope. Rings. <laughs> nope. Five golden Four rings. rings. Three, two, Eight. Two, three, four, two, four, four. I can stop. Oh, Why did he give him so many things? Though? Oh, my gosh. Come on, guys. Hey, did we get a hint? Nine geese of laying. Eight birds of <laughs> shitting. Shitting. <laughs> Eight shitting birds. Three, Three French hens. I don't fucking remember. Eight, uh, hold on a second. It's been so long. I'll, I'll have to wait till all the. You got a ten count to get it in. Ten. <coughs> Nine. Eight. Eight swans of Seven. Missile souls. Six. No. Eight. Five. Four. Three. I don't know. I give up. Two. This a this one. Uh, I don't know. Zero. Eight maids of milking. Oh, that's right. Those hoes. Those hoes. Those Those milking ass hoes. Thank you for joining us for Secret Trivia on Talkumentary. We have been Jeffy the Snowman, Maddie Claus, St. James James the Elf. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Take care. Be kind. Love everybody. Love you all. Be a good human. And protect your hoes. I said get paid. That'll get paid. Oh, look at this. this. Bye, y'all. Mm-hmm.